Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast and the third and final part in our three-part mini analytics series. First two episodes are about Google Analytics 4, generally how to get the most from analytics. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to tell the story and get future buy-in from the insights that you've gained. So really hope you enjoy this one. Really hope you've enjoyed the little mini series that we've done. If you do, let us know. We'll do more in the future. And as always, please do come and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. And here we go. Barbara, episode three of our um, nerd fest series on analytics so yeah. thank you for for doing all of this it's been been really good and genuinely hope people are finding it useful which I'm, I'm sure they are um so we've talked about ga4 we've talked about kind of getting the right mindset for yeah. tracking data uh in this episode we're going to be talking about how to kind of tell a story with it and um, what we're talking about here is right once you've got the data right you know what you're doing with it You've then got the challenge of being able to communicate it effectively within your organization. So that's that's the topic for today. Yes. Which I think is a good one. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about Google Data Studio and some of the pitfalls there or some of the kind of your recommendations for making the most of the tool. Um, but what's your, because obviously, you now you're, you're a consultant and you work with lots of different brands. Prior to that, you're in-house. Yeah. How did you approach this when you were in-house in a, in a big business? Like, What was your approach to reporting or communicating data within that company? I think in-house, it's slightly different. When you're a consultant, somebody calls you in, you get hired, right? Yeah. So there's, there's a certain interest, there's a need, they want you to fix something. When you're in-house, sometimes you got to do your own promotion because you, the other departments may really be not thinking, may not be as passionate about data. They may be thinking about something else. They may have different priorities. Yeah. And, you know, you go with, hey, I've got this great piece of insights, which means we're going to change half of your strategy and half of your budget. Is that all right? And um, it doesn't always go down <laughs> that well. Um, so there's that. And the other thing is that not everyone or rather everyone processes information differently mm. and whether it's visually whether it's um, you know something some you know it's picking the right format and the right medium to tell your story so what i found when i was internal client side i needed to spend more time trying to get people to pay attention and um, and then over time it happened but initially um, it wasn't, it wasn't a, you know, I had to learn myself how to present the data in an effective way. Yeah. Um, as a consultant, it's a bit easier because, because there's already, already intent. There, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's also, um, I think being in digital marketing, uh, people often forget that people who are not in digital marketing, who need to know a bit of information about performance, they don't care about the detail exactly. necessarily. It's So you have to learn to speak a different language yeah. and learn to present, you know, the way you would present data for one team of people, one group of people is going to be entirely different to how yeah. you communicate that with someone else, right? Yeah. So one of the really good tools that's been around for a, a number of years now is 
Google Data Studio, yeah, which is amazing, really, isn't it? And I remember when um, when I set up this business, we were looking at reporting tools and what we're going to use, and there are a whole bunch of dashboarding tools that are out there for yeah. two hundred dollars a month plus, and they look great. But then you're like, well, here's Data Studio, and it's free. Yes, it is amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is, and very powerful. Yeah. Um, so. But with that comes the danger of over-engineering stuff. So what's your, like, I take it you, I mean, you're obviously using Data Studio all the time. Yeah. Um, how do you go about planning and creating your dashboards there? I kind of plan it in the same way as I plan any data story, presentation, whatever, you know, pitch is who the audience, you know, who is going to be the audience? So that's the first thing I ask. And, you know, who is going to see this? And how is this going to be used? And the, the mistake there is sometimes people try to cram way too much into it or they're trying to use it as a surrogate of Google Analytics. Yeah, they just try and rebuild Google Analytics <laughs> yeah. and Google Data Studio. And you're like, well... You could do that, but... You could, but that's not the point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not the point. Because a lot of people, like when you're reporting internally, particularly if you're reporting upwards anyway, it's, you know, from a performance marketing point of view anyway, it's what have we spent, what have we got back? Yes. And then then if there is any detail, it's okay, well, why? Yes. Why, Why has it ended up in that particular scenario? So, but most people who aren't in the field want to know the most basic of things don't they and that's where I think data studio is great because you can start to visualize those really key elements in a very easy way yeah taking all the stuff out that you know people don't need to need so don't need to see so I think it's the beauty of it I think is in being able to put together something quite high level minimal and easy and digestible yeah, and it's dynamic, isn't it? So if you want to change the time frame, you can change the time frame. Yeah. If you want to, depending on how you built it, if you want to drill down into dimension, you can. But it should it should be your quick and easy snapshot. Or let's see what was going on. It yeah. shouldn't be. Oh, let's see what the you know. Let's see what the data is telling me in terms of insights, and let's do a proper you shouldn't be spending more than five minutes on it that's what i'm saying it should be enough for you to look at it and say okay this is what's going on and then if something stands out that's when you leave data studio and you go into ga yeah so it's almost like an early warning system yeah for good or bad for good or bad exactly yeah yeah yeah. that makes a lot of sense and um in terms of what you recommend people including on a let's say they just want a high level dashboard yeah how would you like what would you include and how would you recommend visualizing it because there's so many options for visualizing the data yeah um where do you start with that because again it needs to be clearly planned out but so many options it's easy to get paralyzed by choice a little bit yeah i generally like to spread it over multiple tabs and uh, not I, I so the different pages different those. pages yeah. yeah so that you don't cram too much into one page because because the brain can only process so much and obviously I get yeah. I get quite excited about tables in excel sheets sadly um <laughs> but the, the average human does it so um I think 
Data Studio gives you the option of visualizing or using bar graphs, using line trends and see how things are going so that you can just for a second look at it and say, okay, we're going upwards or we're going downwards. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the division, I would think about it um, the same way that you structure your website, right? So there is a product team, there is an e-commerce team, there is an acquisition team and there's a content team. So, and, and if you have a loyalty scheme, there's a loyalty team. Yep. So uh, create a page with some key metrics that, going to, that go, is going to be useful for each team because the person who's doing the content or the blog is not going to be the same one the that is going to, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I quite like to have one page that has some just the high level key metrics with a strong visual element of we're going up, we're going down, here's some graphs and yeah. and school cards and that's it. Yeah. And then divided by department or, or, or vertical section of, okay, this is for the, who is, whomever is working on the content, whomever is working on the product or the acquisition and whomever is w working on the acquisition. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And in terms of the mechanics of creating a dashboard, have you got any favorite features? So features that, are super useful you use all the time that people might not be aware of so you mentioned the date picker but any kind of filters that you would always apply or any kind of clever little tricks that you'd recommend people use i do like um and now obviously i'm i'm missing the technical name of it but the drop down <laughs> filters where you can choose what is in the drop down filter and it's going to change the data for everything so to have, for example, a source medium drop-down filter that if I'm looking at the key metrics, but I just want to see quickly how's my PPC, oh, yeah, that's I can right, I yeah. can just untick all the other channels and all my key metrics update yeah. automatically for that. Yeah. If uh, you're an international company, to be able to filter uh, again at the click of a button by country or by language and see how's the UK versus the US or how's my German pages versus my Chinese pages. That's great. That I think it's, it's, it's nice. So think about it for what's important to you and, and let's see if we can get the quickest way to get to your insights yeah. at a glance. That's such a good example of that exact thing because you, you know, some people, if they didn't know that you could do that, you could end up building a very complex page for the UK, then a really yeah. complex page for France, and another one for Germany. And all you need to do is one page with a drop down to change between the different markets. And yeah. again, it's the simplest way of getting what you need yeah. to see, but just in the most basic, of simplest of ways. Yeah, and then, and then I think for key metrics, you always need a time comparison because yeah. the data data without context, it's, it's, pointless, it's just it? useless. Yeah. Like you, you literally, well, I've got 750 page views. Yay. Hey, what was yeah. that, that going to do? Yeah. Right? But knowing, oh, you know, my transactions are up 20% or my revenue is down 40% um, or we, we've lost my bounce rates are we lost percentage of new users we're not we're not we're losing uh, we're, we are not acquiring anyone new you know th that sort of thing you can only know if you if, if you've got a time comparison and yeah. and i think that's that's always sometimes you don't need it in, not every report needs a time comparison but yeah. um, some of the key metrics do yeah no that's that's definitely always has to be there doesn't yeah. it um and you can do it quite simply can't you yeah. um although Am I right in thinking once you've built the page, the 
comparison period is fixed i.e it's either year on year or it's yeah. previous period and yeah yeah i think that's one of the slight little irks that i have with it and that you can't change the comparison period yeah really easily on the date picker not easily no yeah, yeah. um and in terms of metrics to include one yeah. thing well i'm gonna say i'm gonna tell you what i think and you can <laughs> critique me all right um i always think about i guess i put my head in a space where there's an issue yeah. or a really positive event like revenues up massively or ROAS has dropped or whatever it is and then try and work out what I will need to point just start pointing me in the right direction so quite a lot of times we'll be working with a client on a campaign we'll be spending the same amount of money month on month for example but ROAS drops and panic ensues yes everyone's freaking out and I think you just need to have enough information to point you towards what's happened and it's quite often it's you know is it that we're getting the same amount of traffic at the same cost but conversion rates dropped is it that the conversion rate's stable but aov's dropped and therefore just the revenue we're just not getting the same amount of revenue from the same transactions but that i guess that's my initial mindset for it is if i'm in that position put myself in that position what might i need to help steer me yeah is that like crazy or like am i about right there but what do you (laughs) no it's right i i also don't like to add the metrics that are gonna help me give context to it as well or or the information right so if i have let's say your roi is down or your revenue is down Sometimes nothing bad has really happened. It's just that, um, you know, for example, there's a retailer I work with that have some products that are five bucks and some products that are a thousand bucks. So they only need to sell one of the thousand bucks product to like, whoa, the revenue is up 300%. We're winning. And, And maybe the following months they sell loads, but they sell only of the cheap ones. And then it looks like the revenue is down, but the revenue... The revenue is down, but it's not nothing bad happened. The transaction's still up and the traffic is up. The bounce rate is down. Everything is positive. It's just that they sold something else. And, yeah. and you can't always, um, you know, there's things that you can't control. Yeah. Um, and um, so having, thinking about, okay, this is the metrics, but also having some of the information that's going to help you give context to it, as you were saying, not yeah. only understand other metrics but also additional dimensions that may help and in the same page so that you can kind of move your eyes up and down yeah without losing concentration of having to go to a different tab and then what was i looking at and yeah. Yeah. that i think is is helpful yeah that that makes a huge amount of sense um so in terms of communicating and telling the story yeah. along with this and let's say you've you've put your report together you've got the right data in there you're confident you're going to talk in the right language for the audience in the room um you've said in like this episode previous episode, it's all about the action yeah so like and i think that's for people who are new to this it's easier said than done right here's the data now come up with like three key actions off the back of it because that's the important thing is there always has yeah. to be okay well because of that we're going to do these things yeah what do you recommend for people who are new to that in terms of, okay, you look at the data, you've got a good understanding of what it is. How do you start to 
set and communicate those actions off the back of it. I think that's when you need to... I mean, I think this is the beauty of it, that um, because otherwise I'd be out of a job and probably most of us would be. Like if the machines could... Uh, despite what Google, uh, Google's best attempt of adding machine learning and yeah. all sorts of intelligence to... To the analytics, which is a very welcome addition, not gonna. I mean, I'm not obviously. You're not gonna. You're not going to complain about having a little bit of a helping hand. Yeah. Um. You still need. You still need your professional. Uh, I mean, you still need a human brain, and you still need to be you. And sometimes I think people also get get a little bit stuck in into the the data without and miss and miss what's going on. So for example, when I was still on the hotel industry, um, in the hotel business, sometimes the property would, you know, sales would go down and the whole property is like, oh my God, what are we doing is freaking out. Is this, this happened, that happened. And then I would ask, well, as what's going, what, what's happening in your market? Oh yeah, a brand new hotel from um, direct competitors has just opened down the road and they've got a great opening office and they're brand new and they're doing a lot of work. So a lot of advertising. So we lost a bit of business because people are curious and they want to go over to that hotel. Yeah, yeah. The data is not going to tell you that. So my, my recommendation is always, okay, look at the data, but also take a step back and try to understand what yeah. is going on in my market. Is there yeah. anything else that is going on? Yeah. And sometimes it's also useful to kind of do some tests or some survey and ask your users what yeah. was going on. Yeah. So Yeah, there's a really good example of that where uh, we were working with an Australian brand and they um did a promotion and it just did it just fell flat. And you're looking at the numbers going, I can't really figure out what's happened here. Um and it just turns out they didn't have the right amount of stock in. Oh yeah. It's like, oh mate <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, sometimes it's not, you're right, you look at the data and it will give you a steer, but sometimes you do need to look outside of the little bubble. Yeah. You know, because there could be other stuff at play. Um, and usually there is if it's a dramatic change. But that's, again, when you're setting the actions of the data, if you don't go through that process or, you know, ask the questions or think a little bit in that way you'll probably potentially start to go down the wrong path, right? Yeah, I mean, I think with experience, a lot of it is also experience, yeah, yeah. right? So with experience, I mean, I, if, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, you know, look, we, we're losing revenue, what do I do? Um, I mean, I have my process. It's a big question. You know, exactly. <laughs> I would generally, okay, let me have a look at your traffic campaign, your traffic sources, Let's see if uh, have there been any new changes, have some campaigns stopped, some new campaigns started. Yeah. Um, you should always, if you're a retailer or if you're selling something online, monitor your stock. So let me have, a, have something that says, is the stock there or not? So do we have availability? Was the stock yes or no? Um, look at your landing page and see, have I got... Um, you know, as my bounce rate gone up, maybe you've changed the landing page layout and people hate it. Yeah. Um, look at your devices because, and and your browsers because that's another obvious thing that people don't. I've I've you know I spend sadly way too much time online, and um, and then you look at some sites and they don't work on my mobile phone. 
and in, we're in, 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 in this day and age, yeah, your still size happens, still sucks yeah. on yeah. mobile or yeah. you have an overlay banner that I can't, I can't shut or yeah. your cookie banner is taking over my whole freaking phone screen and I can't get out of it no matter how many, tra- how, how I rotate it. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, I wonder why our mobile traffic is not going well. And, and I always ask, like, where's the last time that you actually tried to do a purchase or conversion oh, yeah. on happen. your own site? Like, it's bizarre. It doesn't happen. It doesn't does happen. It? It's like, yeah. have, you, have you looked at it? Have you looked at it on this device or that device, on that browser? Have you seen yeah. how it looks on Safari versus Windows? Have you done any of that? Yeah. And if you ha- so it's just going through the... Yeah, because the, the, that makes... Then you're looking at the data and it makes sense. Yeah. Or you can tie it to something, can't you? Um, yeah, that's really good advice. And I think it's just that getting outside the bubble a little bit. Yes, exactly. It might not all be about just what's going on in on your desk it might be other stuff happening yeah um so no fantastic advice um another really cool episode thank you and thanks so much for doing this little mini series oh i loved it It's thanks been, for having me been really good fun and um please do let us know if you've liked it if you're listening in and you've enjoyed it and you found it useful let us know um maybe we'll come back for for more yeah 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 all right well thanks so much thank you jeff Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.